This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Isn't Glassdoor an awesome place? <laughs> I love Glassdoor. <laughs> and I love Glassdoor people. <laughs> it's an amazing place. <laughs> you know, if God calls me, it's going to be a fight. <laughs> <laughs> to move me from, yeah, just came back from Zim last night. I, I drove back from Peter Marisburg, spent some time there with one life. They wanted to keep me there for this morning. I told them, no ways, man. <laughs> I'm going to be, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are a good father. Lord, you are calling us into your presence, Lord Jesus. Lord, and we choose now to step into that place, Father. We open our hearts for your word. Your word is alive, Lord Jesus. Your word changes lives, changes circumstances, takes us out of the dark pits of life, Lord Jesus, gives us hope and joy, Lord Jesus. And today we receive your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, family. Is that, is that awesome? Man, I'm so excited starting with our purpose series this morning. And the question that we're starting with is, uh, where do you want to go? Isn't that amazing? Eh? I think we all have got this, this question in, uh, where do I belong? And we all, all want to go somewhere. We want to belong somewhere. We want to be something and, and be someone, you know. Um, and I want to start with this one scripture and just build up towards something. It's in Matthew 13, 44. And it says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Whenever I read that scripture, I thought that scripture is about salvation. But I want to tell you today, God doesn't hide salvation. Is, salvation is not something that God covers up. Salvation is not something that God has lost. And is most definitely not something that you and I can work for or buy. I believe that we are that treasure. And that God is pursuing you and me. God says in Luke 19 verse 10, He says, For the, man of God, uh, the, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. God is the one that takes you and me under His wings and hides us and protects us. Jesus is the one that paid the price on the cross and bought you and me. We are His treasured possession. But why? Why did God do this? Why did God love us so much that Jesus died for you and me, pursued you, and bought you with His life? Why did Jesus do that? Then John 14 verse 6 says, And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus paved the way. To the Father. And if I ask you that question today, where do you want to go? 
My friends, that's where I want to go. That's where I want to be. I want to be in the presence of the Father. I remember when I was five years old, my parents got divorced. And I lived with my father and my other two siblings went with my mother. And my father and I had a very good relationship. I slept in the same room as my father. We lived on a farm. We would hunt fish, do all the nice things boys love to do. We would do those things together. And then as soon as I hit puberty around 11, 12 years old, I went to visit my mother in Namibia. We lived here in South Africa. And my mother said to me, listen, boy, I don't, I don't want you to go back to your father. I want you to stay with me. And what could I do? I couldn't say no. So I stayed there. And from that moment, I never heard from my father again. He didn't call me. Didn't write any letters. My father uh, got an alcohol problem. He lost his legs. Uh, he lost his job sitting in a, a wheelchair in, in Johannesburg on his own. And there was something inside of me that longed to be with my father. I wanted to be there because he was on his own. I wanted to be in his presence, support him, and be there. And then uh, just before my 16th birthday, I said to my mother, I don't care who my father is, what's his service, I, I want to be with my father. And uh, we organized everything, and three days before I went to him, he passed away. And I had to deal with those things and just walk through that journey, but I remember on that journey, there was another father that called me so many times, but I didn't hear. Moments when I was down and, and struggling, he, he supported me. But I didn't recognize him. Moments when I need many things, he provided, but I didn't see it. But then when I was 26 years old, the father called me for the hundredth time. And I heard him. And I remember I fell on the carpet next to my bed. And I remember the words I said, Father, I'm going to hell, save me. And in that moment, the father just came and he took me in his arms and he said to me, you are my son. I love you. I'm proud of who you are. I want to pour my love and my joy. I want to pour my peace over you. And I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. I've been your father of always. And I will always be your father. Friends, God is calling us. The Father is calling us into His presence. The Father is calling us into a place where He wants to be intimate with you. The Father's embrace where He wants to take you in His arms. Where He wants to pour His love and everything that He created you. We are His son and His daughter. He wants to pour Himself as a Father over us with perfect love. God has created us for that presence in the Father's arms. But friends, I want to say to you, we have a choice. We have a choice to enter into that place. And I want to take you back to the Old Testament, and I want to tell you the story through the Old Testament, and then we can build up towards today. But I want to take you there to Genesis 12. It says there in Genesis 12, verse 1 to 2, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. God invited Abraham 
to, to, to a place, and he wanted to show him a place that God has chosen where he wants to dwell with his people. He, he, took, he wanted to bring Abraham to a place to show him, Abraham, this is, I'm inviting you, and I want to invite my people into my presence. I, I want to show you that place, Abraham. And it says in verse 4, so Abraham went. But friends, yes, the amazing part of that. Verse 3 says, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Lord, is that true, Father? Lord, can I also be invited to that place, Father? Can I also receive that blessing? Can I also be in the presence of the Father? Galatians 3.29 says, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, is according to the promise. Friends, if you had made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you are spiritual descendants of Abraham, and you have the right to step into that place. When God calls you into that place of intimacy with the Father, you have the right to come to that place. Isn't that amazing, friends? God is calling you and me into this land, into this promised land, into His presence where He wants to be with you and, and, and share life with you. And it says there in verse 5, Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions, and they set out and they went to the land of Canaan. Now Abraham, Sarah, and Lot all believed in God. And they all responded to the same calling with which God has called Abraham. But, my friends, on their way to that place that God has called them, on their way to Canaan, to the promised land, they came to a border, a place of choices. Now, I'm telling you today, as Christians, God is calling you to this place. But as we journey towards that place, you're going to come to a border, a place of decisions on your way there. And you're going to have a choice. You're going to have a choice to enter that place or to step out into another place. I want to show you there. Genesis, uh, um, Je uh, Exodus 13, verse 10 to 11. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord. So Lord chose for himself all the Jordan Valley. You see, friends, Lord journeyed with Abraham to the same place which God has called them. But then at the place of choices, Lord saw something else. He saw a green valley, luscious, water flowing there. And he made a selfish decision. That's going to be, make me prosperous. That's my happy place. That's where I want to be. And you know what? That garden, it says, it looked like the garden of the Lord. My friends, it's not the garden of the Lord. It's a false garden. The enemy knows God is calling you to a place. He wants to distract you. He wants to, let, he's creating a valley that looks green, that looks like the garden of the Lord, but it's not the garden of the Lord. He wants to, to take you away from the place that God has called you. And you know what's the other problem? It says that that garden was in the valley at the Jordan River. 
Which river did Israel cross to go into the promised land? They had to cross the Jordan River. People, you can't camp next to the river. You need to go through the river. God wants to wash you of selfishness, of pride, of yourself, so that when you enter the promised land, it's, so Lord, I surrender, Lord. It's not about me, Jesus. It's all about you and your glory, Lord Jesus. I want to give everything that I have to you, Lord. If you don't cross the river, you're going to stay in the valley, the false garden. We need to cross the valley. I want to show you what's the problem with camping in the valley. Genesis 13, 12. Abraham settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Sodom represents sin. The enemy that wants to distract us, wants to tempt us and lead us away from God's plan, God's purpose in your life. And you know what? In, in, in Genesis 13, we see that, that, that Lord camped next to Sodom. One, one chapter later, chapter 14, Lot is inside of Sodom. Don't camp next to the enemies, friends. If you've got an alcohol problem, stay away from the bar. If you've got a temptation problem, stay away from temptations. Don't, open, don't press that button. Don't engage. Don't camp next to the enemy. One chapter later, Lot is inside of Sodom. But that's not the worst. Another chapter later, chapter 15, he's taken away into exile. Can I show you how the enemy works and how the land of the enemy works and how the enemy wants to distract us away from where God wants to take us? Just quickly, I want to show you. And, and, and I'm going to talk about the land of Shinar because the land of Shinar just represents how the schemes of the enemy work. Let me show you there. In Genesis uh, 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 um, uh, 14, the king of Shinar, where three other kings come and he conquers the king of Sodom with four other kings. And he takes everything they have with Lot, with all his possessions, away to the land of Shinar. The land of Shinar is a place of destruction, of isolation. Friends, the enemy wants to lead you away from where God wants to take you. He wants to isolate you from the plan that God has for you by distracting you to some other place. The enemy comes to steal, destroy, and slaughter. Shinar is a land of destruction, people. Don't go to that place. Don't go to that place of isolation. The enemy wants to destroy your family, wants to destroy your business, your finances. He wants to destroy everything that God wants to give you. He wants to lead you away from that place, friend. I want to read to you there in Genesis 11 about the Tower of Babel. It says there in Genesis 11 verse 2, And the people migrated from the east. They found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. Shinar is a province in Babylon. Verse 4, Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top to the heaven. Let us make a place, a name for ourselves. Shinar is a place of self-elevation and rebellion against God. It's a place where, Lord, I will do it. I will be successful. I will build a 
place to heaven. I will make it in my own effort, my own ability, my way, Lord Jesus. I will do that. You know, Babel, Babylon means gateway to heaven. It's a false gateway to heaven. Because in the land of Canaan, 20 kilometers from, Be- from Jerusalem in Bethel, Jacob had the same dream of a ladder towards heaven. And John 1 verse 51 says, Angels were ascending and descending on the man, on the Son of Man, on Jesus. Jesus is the way. Through Him we go to the Father. Not through my own ability, my own effort, my own ways. The enemy wants to distract you, friends, away from Jesus, away from God's plan for your life. Bring you to a place where you want to do it on your own. Because I want to be successful. I want to make it in this world. Friends, you cannot do it without Jesus. (laughs) Not in your own effort, friends. You can't do it there. The enemy wants to bring confusion. You know, Jesus came and confused the language. And then they were confused. (laughs) In in, in Babylon, they were confused. And uh, Babylon is all about, uh, and the land of Shinar is about me, I, and myself. Friends, and then in Joshua, we see God, when, they, when God led them, He said, listen, Jericho is dedicated for me. Don't take anything for yourself. And then Eichar, Eichen, he took a cloak from Shinar when they were there. Shinar is a place of temptations, friends. He saw the gold, the silver, and he saw the cloak from Shinar, and he took it. The enemy wants to take you to a place of temptation. He, is, he knows how to play the game, friends. He's going to look at like the gateway to heaven. He's going to make it look like the valley of God, but it isn't, friends. It's not, it's not don't take it. The cloak represents our identity. Our identity cannot be in the world, friends. It must be in Christ. Lord, who am I in you, Father? You cannot find your identity in this world. The enemy put put the prodigal son with the pigs. That's the result, friends. It looks awesome. The city, the friends, the vibe, it's awesome. But at the end, it's pigs. That's the enemy's plans. And you know what's the worst? Then he tells you it's your fault. That's the worst thing. In Daniel 1, verse 1 to 2, it says, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave the king of Judah into his hand. And with some of the vessels of the house of God. So he, 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 took the, he conquered the king and then he took vessels from the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. He took the things that belonged to God and brought those vessels, those precious things that were in the house of God, and he put it in his God's temple that will build in the land of Shinar. The land of Shinar is about idolatry, friends. Everything in my life that's more important than God is an idol. God is my Prince of Peace. He's the first in my life. He's the one I run to. I cannot run to the things of this world. 
God is the important one. He wants to be the one that you step into, into His presence. He wants to be the one that answers your question. Just the last one, in Zechariah we read that Zechariah saw this vision of a pot with a lead uh, lid on. And there was a woman in this pot and she wanted to, to come out and he pushed her back and put the lid on. And two angels came and they took that pot to the land of Shinar. And it says, the woman's name is called wickedness. <laughs> Friend, Shinar is a place of wickedness. You don't belong there. Don't go there, my friends. God has called you. And when you come to that border where He needs to step over, friends, don't choose the role. Choose Jesus. Go through the river. Go to the place that God has planned you. I want to bring it closer. I want to bring it closer to the New Testament. In Revelations 14 verse 1, it says, Then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb. Verse 2, And I heard a voice from heaven like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of loud thunder. The voice I heard was like the sound of a harpist playing on their harps. And they were singing a new song before the throne, and before the four living creatures, and before the elders. Zion means the highest point. Zion is a place in the throne room of God. In Revelations 4, we see that that's the place where the 24 elders and the living creatures worship God. In verse 8, they say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Friends, Jesus wants to bring Zion down to His people. He wants to bring worship and establish worship between us, His people. God wants to invite you and me into that place of worship. Jerusalem, Mount Zion in the biblical time is, the, is, the, is a mountain where they built Jerusalem on. And when David came and he conquered Zion, he called it the city of David. And that's the place where Solomon built the temple. And they brought the ark into the temple and it's there where the priests served God. And it's where the people worshipped God. It's also the place where Abraham sacrificed Isaac. It's also the place where Jacob had the dream of the leather. And, and Jacob said, this is the gateway to heaven. This is the gateway to heaven. The place of worship. God is calling us to that place of worship. David said in Psalm 2 verse 6, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, on the holy hill. Psalm 102, 16, For the Lord builds up Zion, He appears in His glory. Friends, can I bring it even closer today? 1 Peter 2 verse 4 to 6, As you come to Him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. We are chosen and precious in God's eyes. You yourself, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices according to God through Christ Jesus. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying a stone, uh, uh, in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, 
chosen and precious. And whoever believes in Him will not be put to shame. Friends, we are built up like living stones into a spiritual house, a temple for God to dwell in. To be priests, ones that serve God. Our spiritual sacrifice, worship. And it says, laying in Zion a place of worship. Laying a cornerstone there. Jesus, the one we worship. Friends, the Father is inviting you and me into His Shekinah presence. His dwelling presence. The place He wants to establish His kingdom. The place He wants His glory to be made known. The place of intimacy. God is one that, that wants to be intimate you, with you. In relationship with you. He wants to be in fellowship with you. God the Father is inviting you and me into that place. He wants to establish worship in us. Bring us into that place where we worship the Father. And this morning I want to invite you. I, I want to invite you into that place of worship, friends. If you, if you, like Mally said, if you're in a dark pit this morning, just come to the Father. Just come to that place where the Father wants to establish worship. Just come into that place where the Father wants to take you in His arms. This is the place, my son. This is the place, my daughter. In my presence. Where I love you. Where my healing hand can touch you. Where my strong arms can pick you up. The place where I can carry you. Come to the Father's embrace. If you're sitting here and you're saying, Father, I'm longing for that place of intimacy. I'm longing for that presence with you. Father, I need a breakthrough in my life. I want to pray for you. Can we maybe stand? Father, you've called us out of this world, Father. Lord, and many times the valley next to the Jordan River has looked so good, Lord. And many times we've made so many wrong choices. But Father, today we choose You, Lord. Lord, You call us. You call us. Every one of us, Father. To that place of intimacy. Into Your presence, Father. Jesus, I say yes, Lord. Jesus, I step. I go through the river, Lord. Thank you that you forgive me, Father, for the times I've made wrong choices, for the times I've dwelled in the valley. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, Lord. Thank you that you received me, Lord Jesus, as you waited for the prodigal son, Lord, 
You wait for me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I step into your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your healing. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you for your joy to come upon us, Lord. For your peace to come upon us. As we stand in your presence, Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Lord, that we can just experience your love. To just take us in your arm. Just pick us up, Lord. We are not alone, Lord. We will never be alone. We are yours, Lord. You will never leave us and never forsake us. You're our Father. We receive you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, we can sit. I just want to... Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.